It's Tuesday, March 10, 2015. We've apologized to the community for causing this kind of a disruption so soon. Another day, another two more oil train explosions. The ex-employees who come from various parts of the state all said they were given verbal instructions not to use climate change related language while on the job. In Florida, the first rule of global warming is don't talk about global warming. The Fukushima nuclear disaster, still a disaster, plus... Solar Impulse has touched the ground. First leg is now complete. The world's first solar-powered plane soars to aviation history. All of those firsts and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. If we just had the money that this president has spent on global warming, we wouldn't be having the problems that we're serious problems that we're having right now with our military. And yet, Senator Inhofe, the military wants the president to spend more money on global warming. Go figure. This is your Green News Report. Senator Jim Inhofe, great to see you this morning. By the way, I gotta say, that was an impressive snowball. Dizzy Doyen, I remember hearing this old joke during the George W. Bush administration that they had planned a mission for NASA to fly to the sun. And people said, that's ridiculous. And George W. Bush said, well, no, not really. They're going to go at night. So now we've got a solar airplane that's going to fly around the world and it's even going to fly at night. That's right. It's an incredible innovation. Is George W. Bush the pilot of this one? Thank God, no. But more on that in a moment. First, another day, another oil train explosion. Enormous, enormous amount of flames. Make that two new oil train explosions. Just heard a big boom. In just one week. First, a train carrying volatile Bakken shale crude from North Dakota derailed and caught fire near Galena, Illinois, on the Idaho border on Thursday. Then on Saturday, 38 oil cars derailed railed and exploded near the northern Ontario community of Gogama. It's also important to note that this is the fourth CN Rail derailment in northern Ontario this year. It's the second oil train derailment in a month outside Gogama, reports the CBC, and residents are very concerned because the railroad tracks run right through town. What if it had been another two kilometers and uh, it would happen in the middle of the village? You can imagine the size of the fire just by the size of the smoke coming out of there. Uh, Gogama would be gone. Well, what the hell is going on, Desi Doyen, with all of these oil bomb explosions, these trains? that are blowing up left and right, it seems. It's all due to the increase in production of tar sands in Canada and of the back and shale in North Dakota. They are making this faster than they can ship it, and they are taking up the railways to do it. And they're taking it up with unsafe cars. Doesn't this underscore the point that, oh, we could use a great big giant pipeline to deliver all this oil and it would be much safer? It is important to remember that oil trains spill more often, but pipelines spill more oil overall, three times more oil than oil trains. Officials at the Florida Department of Environmental Protection were verbally ordered not to use the term climate change or global warming in any official communications, reports, or emails. That's according to a new bombshell investigation from the Florida Center for Investigative Reporting. It's based on interviews with former employees and on public records requests. 
A spokesperson for Florida's Republican Governor Rick Scott, who's also a climate change denier, has said that no such policy exists. Florida is the U.S. state that is most vulnerable to climate change and sea level rise. Have the words global warming and climate change showed up in any reports from the state of Florida that you know of? No, the only time it has shown up is in references to other reports that have climate change in the title. If we don't talk about it, we can just wish it away. This week marks the fourth anniversary of the disaster at the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant in Japan. On March 11, 2011, a record earthquake generated a 45-foot tsunami that destroyed the nuclear power plant's cooling systems. Plant owner TEPCO says the plant is now stable, but was recently forced to admit that it failed to inform the public and fishermen of a new leak of radioactive water into the ocean over nine months last year. It's amazing that it's already been four years, and frankly, it's amazing that they still seem to be lying about what's going on there. And remember, decommissioning is going to take 30 to 40 years. But some good news. Solar Impulse 2, an updated version of the world's first solar-powered plane, on Monday successfully completed the first leg of an epic round-the-world flight. The giant Solar Impulse 2 takes to the skies of Abu Dhabi at the start of an attempt to make aviation history. Pilot and owner Bertrand Picard hopes it opens a new era in aviation. It's very, very strange to, to look. It flies quite slowly. It's sensitive to turbulence, but it flies forever. One day, maybe electric airplanes will transport 200 passengers. I, I hope, I have to say. The plane is powered by over 17,000 solar cells embedded on its massive wingspan that charge batteries, enabling the plane to fly overnight. It will make 12 stops around the world on its five-month journey. Very cool. For much more on all of the stories we covered today and the ones we couldn't get to, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download our reports anytime via TuneIn, Stitcher, or iTunes, where we hope you'll leave us a good review to help others find us as well. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky.